welcome to episode 198 of the S&D Podcast Show. Steven is here, Vin is here, and Danny's here. Hi, Danny. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving until the Giant came. Uh, well, but it was great. I slept the entire Giant game. Well, lucky you. I wasted three hours of my life that I will never get back. So, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I only watched the last two drives because I <laughs> took I took the Redskins plus the seven, so I needed that field goal at the end of the game. I mean, minus yeah. the seven. I needed right. that field goal. Yes, yes, yes. It was, <laughs> game, it was a game that I'm like, why am I watching this? I am a psychopath, and why am I watching this? But I watched it anyway. That's because you're a fan, Dad. That's what you do, Danny. You're you're the guy who used to watch. Um, I still watch. Like all four quarters of the first preseason game. Uh, yes. Yeah, I've gotten a little less, but yes, I'm I'm that guy. Yes. I mean, oh. by the way, we picked up a guy named Ray Ray. Uh, he was the second leading tackler for the the 49ers this week. I like I like that we have a guy that named Ray Ray. Listen, so, that's Ray Ray. Get some swag on this team. That watching that giant game is the equivalent of like watching a Met game in September this year, which is the, we all did. The best part, I think. Of, the best part <laughs> Maybe. of Jack Rat. Well, we went to part, a Met game in September, Steve. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Facts. The the worst part of Jack Rabbit's pick six was he broke he hurt, broke his ankle on that play so that's I, like the eighth time eighth player this year for a broken ankle on the that's Giants the fakest broken ankle ever in my life <laughs> he no. had surgery today so uh, I can't yeah. really say it was that fake um, but yes calling bullshit on the surgery I'm, it is, <laughs> he just doesn't want to do anything literally when they signed him it came that he said that he needs to stop being lazy on plays. So this is just him, like, I'm going to be lazy the rest of the season and do nothing. You can't be lazy on plays if you don't actually play. Right. Thinking guy meme. Yeah, brother. <laughs> you know it's true. What, what a disaster. Yeah, yeah, I know. He is Booby Miles from the, uh, what's called, Friday Night Lights. He is. For sure. Right. If you ever hear him talk, yes, he is. he's Booby. Except How's he has... gonna play football? <laughs> Who needs football? No, listen, that's emotional as shit, that scene, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it is, but he's yeah. booming. <laughs> I want to leave. <laughs> We're just laughing at high school kids who had their careers ended. Anyway. <laughs> this, um, this is because Danny didn't get to yell like that when he broke his two ankles. <laughs> I sprained my ankles <laughs> on the same play. I got cut. On both ankles, and the coach is like, "What the hell is wrong with you? How do you train both ankles on the same play?" I'm like, "Uh, someone cut me from behind. You know that's a real play in the in football, right? It, <laughs> it happens, right? Why am I in the game when we're up 40 points in a playoff game when they were looking to cut our heads off? That was awesome. Then I did, I had a play the next week when I should have. Did they make that, you do jump? Did they make you jumping jacks with your two sprained ankles? No, my, I, I, <laughs> my oh, dad man. tells tells a story that they made him do jumping jacks with two sprained ankles, and I can only imagine the hilarity. Yeah, no, not only that, my last ever high school game, I sprained, I had the two sprained ankles. I could have definitely shouldn't have played on, and I broke my thumb on my on my first first uh, first drive, and I knew it was going to be my last game because my team was so banged up that we were going to get killed. 
which we did. Um, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll just play with this and deal with the consequences later. And then yeah, that was just an awful last game ever. But Danny, it was did, fun. Danny going on Ronnie lot on us. Just cut it off, and I'll deal with it later. No, I, I just didn't. I just didn't <laughs> tell the trainer because that was back in the day when you didn't tell trainers anything unless you're badly hurt on the field. I'm sure I have. I, I'm sure I'll probably have CTE. Oh, yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> if you were a kid and you grew up like any time before us, I mean, yeah, any time before us, you have CTE. After and, you got you got guarded a little bit. <laughs> and I played roller hockey without a helmet forever oh, with my yeah. friends. So God knows what happens. Yeah. Listen, I've had multiple concussions from just char- playing playing tackle football and you know i think i got a concussion playing wiffle ball somehow yeah don't ask me how that happened but it did nice all right so new york sports are doing good uh the knicks are meh they've got a break with Przingis not breaking his ankle so that was good yeah that was ugly. the islanders are the best uh new york team at the moment yes but we'll talk yeah. we'll talk about all of them later on we yes. will yes, yes we will and the Rangers are slowly playing well too. So, Steve, you want to plug anything? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, um, all other podcast apps, Stitcher. Uh, make sure to rate, review us. Danny posted something on S and D blog. Yes, I did. Did you want to plug it that? Is, it is a heck. <laughs> It's a heck of a read, I'll tell you that. I, I made Vin cry. Didn't but I'm literally that one. standing at work, like, like it's like the, the scene in The Grinch. Like, what is what are these things on my face? Like, yeah. I'm leaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I I decided to write my story of uh, me battling cancer last year and this year being the one year anniversary a couple weeks ago. Uh, last week, I wanted to do it for Thanksgiving, but I had to worry about Thanksgiving, obviously, and other things. So I did it yesterday instead of writing other things, which we'll get that to later. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just felt like I needed to get that out. And just if anybody's going through a tough time, I know a bunch of people are going through tough times. And uh, just they just got to keep their heads up and just find a way to keep grinding. And uh, um, a lot of feedback from it today, and it was really cool getting positive feedback from everybody that did read it or took the time to share it on facebook and twitter and all that other fun social media stuff but it was it was definitely a cool feeling that everybody actually everybody was like wow man like i never realized that's what went through because obviously last year when i was going through everything i i wanted to cover up what really was going on and making sure everybody knew I was being a tough guy about it and all that other stuff. But behind closed doors, that was generally how I felt. And it, everything was genuine. So it, it was a good read. And if you didn't read it yet, I recommend you do. And if you need know someone that would like to talk to me about if something's going bad, send me a holler. I'm very approachable. So uh, that's that. All right, with that being said, um, it is time for our leadoff. Leading off. All right, this week's leadoff uh, stemmed from a play in the Packer-Steeler game Sunday night, late in the fourth quarter, under two minutes left. The Packers oh. had the ball, and 
Um, there was clearly, I'm not mistaken, it was second down. It sounds about right. And there was a play where T.J. Watt came in on Nick Hudley and... Brett. Brett, whatever. Um, okay. Looks good in Colombo. He won't be... He won't be relevant next season let's just put it that way no he'll be yeah. back <laughs> he's not signing for 15 million dollars in oakland next year so it doesn't matter west coast vacation <laughs> just like matt flynn anyway anyway there was a play where he kind of went down but it was clearly a, a helmet to helmet <clears throat> uh hit on watt towards him um so the question is should you know we've talked about if they throw the flag, should they be should they be reviewable and possibly thrown out of games? But it's at the point where that play, like I was just talking about in that game, it was actually missed by the refs. And they talked about it on NBC, and they kept showing the replay of it. It was clearly yeah. crowning, top of the head, top of the head collision, where neither guy really gave anything, gave it away. Like, if I'm the power quarterback, I'm going that. down. I don't know how you miss that. I don't know. Also, I don't know how. I don't know how you miss it, but it should be reviewable. Can, can it should it, come, can if, it, if a guy I'm if thinking, a guy is stumbling and they're gonna buzz down to have those guys get off the field, there's a reason half these guys are stumbling because of that. Yeah, a yeah, lot of I times think, with the offensive line, it's a hands to the face or whatever. But for these guys, for the quarterbacks, you know, that was a that was a critical play. Because a 15-yard penalty gives the Packers a first down. Who knows? Maybe then they run, get the clock to run out. They go to overtime. Who knows what happens? Or maybe they start driving because of that play. I right. think More that, like- I think those plays should be the, uh, those illegal hits. If the flags aren't thrown on them, they should be reviewed from upstairs. If nothing else, it changed. It would have changed the field position so that the punt would have been more in Packer territory than eventually was if they had to eventually punt. Yeah, and I think, but it's that's that goes down the the sketchy road of if we need to challenge a penalty, it's gonna be crazy because obviously you can well, call it's a not challenge every... not, not challenging a penalty. It's coming from oh, upstairs. Is my uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, upstairs could literally call the penalty on every single play if they really really wanted to, but I think it would, it would be something like a personal foul that you miss clearly, and. It results in an injury or something that could harm another player. I think that would be a smart idea at the end of the day as well. So it's really going to be interesting. Uh, well, it's hypothetical, but it it be, should be something that they should take a look at for player safety. I I, I don't know if I, I think I'm with you, Dan. I don't know if we should be calling down penalties because then. Where do you stop with that? Well, like but, I said, like, it could be a two-minute warning thing, you know? It, One of those. It could be, but it could two be. Minutes. But it's those also, are the critical moments in games a lot of times, inside of two minutes. That's why I you get the reviews so, from But this is, where, this is where you need your referees to be the top referees that are playing, refereeing in the NFL. That, like, there's just, everything is so diluted now with replays and this and this. This is where you get paid to do your job. I know you, you're not perfect at your job all the time, but certain things like this, you you gotta you gotta be on top of these certain things. There's eight. How many refs are in football? There's enough. There's enough guys to see certain plays, and them missing that call the other night was unexpected, unexcusable. It wasn't like it was in a pile either. That was just there was nobody around them. And right, there's but one also guy you got you guys got to really looking at the quarterback. 
you guys got to realize they don't care anymore. Let's face it. Refs don't care because they know no matter what. And we talk about this with college too. If they screw up a call, it's going to be fixed somehow by either the refs or they'll just get shit on by, during the week. They don't care. They get paid no matter what. Whether they I call, guess. make a call or don't call, make a call. That's why there are plays such as these illegal plays that should be called down at least within, you know, maybe five minutes left in the game or something like that because those are critical moments in the game. And like we said, it could have completely changed that entire game. You know, we could be talking about the how the Packers stunned the Steelers in Pittsburgh on Sunday right now in overtime instead of talking about Antonio Brown made this incredible catch on the sideline to put this them in. One place I would uh, maybe add some kind of replay or upstairs help is in those, like, when when there's fights in those scrums. Because there, there, there's no way you could see everything that goes on. Like, there's definitely missed punches or they think somebody threw a punch and they didn't or some kind of nonsense like that. I mean, it kind of... I mean, they happen. always show them on the replays, the the ones that right. you miss. but it, it didn't happen in the Crabtree-Talib thing. But it, it, I think, like... It was in yeah Cincinnati. They threw Perfect out for I don't what I think wasn't a, a thing. He didn't do anything. They said it was like, like a get, it was like a, a like he, he yelled at the ref or something, and they know, threw he, him out. I know he has a reputation, but he, he didn't do anything to get thrown out. So it's like those kind of things I would like to, them to get help with. But you're you're walking a fine line with the penalty thing. But that was still bogus. I don't know. How, I don't but, know. But like I said, it's, it, it. it depends on how far you send it. I'm talking about okay. In, NBC in just showed me. A, NBC just showed me a replay within five minutes of the end of this game where clearly that was helmet to helmet. We should buzz in and say, "Listen, these are the type of plays we're supposed to be calling. Make the call now." Well, it was so bad. It was like, am I? I literally thought, like, am I missing something? Was it not actually helmet to helmet? Because it seemed pretty obvious. I don't know how. And it was, and it wasn't like side of the helmet to side of the helmet. It was, oh, was top head of on. the head. To, it was crowning. What they call crowning. Well, top of the head the, to top of the head. The only issue, like the only thing I could think of, that the reason why they didn't see it is because Holly didn't go down. He kind of went through it. Like he pushed back. That, you know, we never heard any explanation on why it wasn't called. To me, I feel like it may have not been called because of the fact that. He put his. He kind of went down, you know. He tried to avoid right. the hit by leaning down and going under him, in a way where and it just happened point. to be. All right, I'm putting my head into your chest to throw you to the ground. You're now coming into me, type of thing. That would be the only reason why the NFL didn't. The NFL would come out and say, "Oh, the rest missed this call." But right. NBC, Michaels and and Collinsworth were both like, "That's clearly helmet to helmet." Right. I, I've seen less, much less get called. Than that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Danny's dead. No, I'm not dead. I'm I'm still looking at Twitter, and everybody got duped by a fake Adam Schefter uh, Adam Schefter uh, account today. Uh, what are these? The fake Adam Schefter. Uh, oh darn, Schefter. Eli Manning has asked Jerry Reese for a Giants uh, organization for his release for Soros, and everyone's writing, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Fake Twitter accounts are the best. <laughs> no, it's best the people like... that believe the fake Twitter accounts that are the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And this like it's still I like people still believe like rumor break or like hockey rumor whatever. Like I don't know hockey how trade rumor. Still, yeah, yeah, I don't know how you still believe these things. Like it literally says rumor in the title. I I don't I don't get it. <clears throat> There's plenty of people out there that believe what's his name too. All right, don't don't get. It. Just saying. Incarcerated Bob. You know, some people find him like their best friend. Well, it's possible. So anyway, with he that said, being said, he was yeah. right about Vanek. I have to give him credit for forever because I didn't think it was true at the time. We were getting Chinese food. We were getting Chinese food. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, let's go play more violence in season, and you won't want to miss the next segment. And welcome back to the SD Podcast Show. And it's the time you've all been waiting for. We are going to get into the debacle that was yesterday for the New York Giants. Now, before I let the, the giant uh, fans and the, the giant super fans go, go and get into it, I want to give my thoughts first, and then I'll let you boys go. <clears throat> this is obviously completely, it was a, completely disrespectful. And I, I get that it's one of those... You, you have to say these things. But the fact that the head coach of the New York Giants or of any team <clears throat> uttered the words, Geno Smith gives us the best chance to win, I'm sorry. You you should have been fired three weeks ago. You probably should have been fired five weeks ago. You should have been fired after you said that. I It's unconscionable to me how these this guy still has a job, how anybody in the New York Giant organization still has a job, how – Apparently, John Mara knew about this and somehow let it happen. I thought he was the one with the sense. Mm. I, I just, to me, when I heard that part today, that's what, I'm not even a Giant fan and it pissed me off. I was like, you, this guy is supposed to be the smart. He's supposed to be the one with lineage who, who, who keeps the class of the New York Giants intact. And he just threw it out the window. I, if you want to bench Eli... I, I guess you want to see what you have. I've been, I'm the one who's been saying they should draft a quarterback with this high pick. I'm okay with that. But for Geno Smith and literally thinking that Geno Smith is the answer, I I, I can't. I, there's no way you can actually think these things. You either put yourself in a terrible situation or you're just dumb. And my final thing is... For the most part, I mean, you can listen back to the past couple of weeks. We haven't even talked about the Giants that much. They were what they were. They were a bad team that nobody was talking about. And we didn't really, you know, nobody cared. Now, it's a disaster. It went from quiet to disaster. Okay. Feel free. Let's start the engines and let's go. Go for R- it, rock Danny. Pa- rock, paper, scissors, Steve? Go for it, Danny. You have I'm more to right. say. I've been waiting for this all day. <laughs> where, where do I begin? Like, obviously, me and Steve have watched the Giants our whole lives. We've seen Eli Manning start 210 consecutive regular season games, plus all the other preseason games we have suffered through and the glorious playoffs 
runs we had, even the playoff runs that we saw are one and done. We've seen Eli through the thick and thin. Through thick and thin. And he's the guy, he, the same Eli you get week one of the preseason is the same Eli you get winning the Super Bowl drive on Super Bowl 42 and 46. It's the same guy who comes in with a busted. Remember, remember in 07 when he was supposed to miss the rest of the season after week two? He gets a couple of um, he gets a couple of uh, second opinions on his shoulder. He plays the rest of the season, and what happens? We win a freaking Super Bowl. This guy is a, the epitome of the New York Football Giants, and we have this schmuck, our this asshole of a coach, to be so cold and ca- not uncalculated about ha- not even treating this with respect of our leader being saying that Geno Smith is the guy that's going to be able to most likely play better for against the Raiders. Are you freaking kidding me? Um, also Reese, the, what the three of them have a circle jerk instead of actually having a sit down meeting with Eli Manning and breaking through the situations. You're telling me John Mara could not, leave the uh, owners meetings at all or or wait until he gets back from the Lincoln fucking tunnel making sound like he's where uh, the meetings are in Dallas or LA not in New York freaking city where you can actually get to MetLife in a half hour if everything goes to plan you mean to tell me you couldn't personally leave that meeting of the owners meeting, there's 31 other owners in this fucking league. And you, you mean to tell me you do not have the balls to tell the guy who's played every fucking snap for you guys, won you two Super Bowls, you don't have the decency to tell him all this? And not good for Eli. And not this, the, that whole record of him maybe starting the first half and getting benched in the second half. No, that would have been tarnished and would have been bullshit record. We've, we, we know bullshit records. Granted, I thought the Strahan sack record was fine. It was a regular play, and uh, Brett just didn't want to fall down for his boy. But you know what? Good for Eli. And that, and I'm proud of Eli. Because you know what, what Eli did? He was the same person as day one as he was yesterday. Breaking, almost breaking down in tears. It, they didn't even give him the decency to have an old press conference in the media room. They had him in the locker room, loud as loud as can be. Everybody's jerking off in the locker room, dancing and having fun for a two and nine team, and Eli's about to break down in tears. That's fucking unacceptable, and this franchise is better than this. This is just just unacceptable, unfreaking acceptable. Yeah, we're two and nine. Yeah, Eli has his moments of sucking. Yeah, Eli missed a lot of throws last week. Did did Eli once throw any of his players under the bus? Did has any Eli ever thrown anybody under the bus when he easily could have? No. Did Eli throw Plexigo under the bus when he got he shot himself in the fucking leg? No. Did Shockey? No. Being a prima donna? No. And all countless all the others when Odell Beckham is a total asshole every now and then. Granted, he's our best player. Did Eli ever say anything? No. Did Eli have that fiery speech? Apparently, he had two weeks ago. That helped them win against the Kansas City Chiefs. That absolutely means nothing to everybody. Obviously, it's just it's just what the fuck. And you let a 
coach that's not even going to be with the team, hopefully, at the end of New Year's Day, you have him tell the world that our starting quarterback for the last 14 years is now no longer going to be the starting quarterback for Geno fucking Smith. Geno Smith. Steven, before you go, I want to say quickly two things. Um, this, the, the whole Strahan sack thing is the most overrated thing in the history of the world. Of course If you, if you actually think Favre would have avoided that sack or thrown that ball away, you're out of your mind. Exactly. But, um, the other thing is... Why- Obviously, this is a disgrace the way it's been handled. This has been since day one of the Ben McAdoo era. He doesn't like Eli. Eli's the only guy he called out. For whatever reason, why? I don't. Why? I don't. We don't get it. He. What, what because he doesn't the have the game? mobility that he needs for his big fucking deal. He, he has Aaron Rodgers. Thank God for Aaron Rodgers. He's Listen. got this fucking offensive coordinator job. I'm sorry. Where, where's if, Joe Philman right now? If you think exactly right, exactly. If you think it, that you need somebody with the talent of Aaron Rodgers to run a system, then you don't have a system. I'm sorry. He's one of the top five most talented people that ever played this sport. No, and, and think, also he's one of like, a kind. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Like unless you right now at this point, unless you have Aaron Rodgers or Carson Wentz, your offense isn't going to work. Is that what you're telling me? I, I don't get it. I was mortified today when I heard the John Mara press conference. When he said that uh, McAdoo messed up the whole thing. And, you know what? You're the owner of the franchise. You are the franchise. You can take your freaking limo drive straight from the Lincoln Tunnel, uh, from Park Avenue through the Holland Tunnel or the Lincoln Tunnel or the GW. Find a way to get to MetLife Stadium and freaking talk to your quarterback that has done literally everything for you. Literally everything. He was a good soldier for every moment as a tenured as a giant and that's just disgusting to me there's no right way of benching eli manning but you certainly found a way to mess it up and honestly i hope geno smith plays good on sunday i hope geno smith plays maybe the rest of the season if geno smith plays good and god knows what happens or davis webb that'd be great i'll be happy for them i'm i'm rooting for the guys in the jersey but to do that to the the guy that is arguably your franchise other than Lawrence Taylor is disgusting to me. And he deserves more respect and honor for that. And I see now, I've, I've defended Eli since day freaking one. And now the people that hated on Eli and called him a goof and called him an idiot. I, I'm, I'm starting to get some validation for all those people that badmouthed me for defending Eli through the thick and thin. And no, it is, and it feels good because people are finally realizing how good Eli was for the last fifteen years. Did you you guys see um, license plate guy? Even license plate guy is negative right now. You know how hard that is for him to be a negative about anything Giants related. We have all interacted with him. He's the guy that says the Giants are going to go sixteen and zero, eighteen and zero, and win all the preseason games. Do you realize? You lost license plate guy? That is that is the craziest thing to me. You, you see how negative he was? You see Carl Banks cursing on Twitter when he works <laughs> for the New York Giants? And then when- Damon Snacks Harrison having the gall, not under, being aware of this situation. I know Snacks, no one's saying you quit, man. The other players on the team have clearly quit on this team. And the one guy... Eli Manning, who hasn't quit. Knowing how easily Eli could have packed in the season the minute after that Charger game last week, that that Charger game when we lost 
literally every single wide receiver. No, he said, you know what? We got to be ready for next week. It doesn't matter who it is going to be playing. We're going to find a way to build up next week. You, you know how hard it, it could have been saying, fuck this, this season's over? But no, he's there bright and early, ready to go to work his ass off. And it's just a total shame. And I'm, I'm sorry, Steve, for taking up all the time. Go for it. I, you know, I don't mind. I, I don't it, understand. It's, it, it's just disgusting to me. And I honestly, I hope Geno Smith plays his ass off on Sunday. It, but it, it, the Giants completely fumbled this idea, and I can't wait for McAdoo and Jerry Reese and everybody to be gone because this is unacceptable. All I'm going to say unacceptable. is this. All I'm say is this is since day one of McAdoo, I haven't been happy. I never liked the idea of giving him the job. I always I, saw him as I an offensive wrong. coordinator, and that was it. I always I started... was wrong, and I and I, I got duped last uh, the success we had last year. I will be one hundred percent honest. I had him on as a jokingly. I had him as my background on my Twitter account, so I was one hundred percent duped. I loved last year when we were down by fourteen points against the Eagles, when he had had the whole entire team come huddled up. I thought that was a great sign of leadership and everything like that. Everything great last year has turned into complete utter crap of the opposite way this year. I will be the first to admit that. Yeah, but anyway, um, I was always under the belief that just because if we wanted to hire within, fine. We have a guy who's done it. Was it successful? No, but also look at what the Rams team had that he was with. He never was given a successful team in Spags. But at least yep. he had the experience behind the whole being a head coach thing. So why not yep. put him in charge and leave McAdoo as offense coordinator? If it turns out that our offense was so good that he was gonna be that he got hired someone else, pay him more money to be the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. We clearly have seen Vin and I talked about this I think a couple weeks ago when Danny wasn't with us. If you look at the, the coaching tree Who's McCarthy gotten out? Who's no one gone anywhere and been successful? He's only had two people come I, out. I, I think I think McCarthy is also young enough. Still, still young enough. Right, well, right, right. right. But but it's also McCarthy's team. You know, there's a difference when when the Giants were in the early '90s when Parcells was with the Giants. It was Bill and Bill. There's a 30, 30 for thirty coming out on it. It was Bill and Bill. I can't wait for that. Right. McCarthy runs pretty much everything on the team. Like, the only other person on the staff that anybody knows is Dom Capers because he runs the defense. That's it. Nobody knows who the offensive coordinator is. Right. There is an offensive coordinator. I don't know who it is, to be completely honest. Like, he's in charge of the whole team. The only two guys that have come out from under him are Philbin and now McAdoo. And they both have not even been, not only been bad, but like completely blew up like awful bad Philman, i don't think had a winning record no and he, it was like everything fell apart under him and now, now mcadoo's under 500 i mean granted he had the good year last year right. 11 and 5 but i i don't know how in 2015 the new york giants scored 420 points that was sixth best in the league and they haven't scored 30 points once under him i that's not well, enough all right you, you got that wrong got how many that times wrong. Well, I'm, until until the um, oh oh thirty. You're right. I'm sorry. I thought you said twenty. No, yeah, thirty. You're right. You're right. 
Which Sorry. I don't I don't think thirties out of the question. It shouldn't have been with the high powered offense that we had. Yeah, with uh, with the the weapons, especially they had this year. I, I just what what changed what? between him become like he literally came out earlier in the literally year and said nothing. that he that he spent too much time with the offense. Then why was the offense ranked in the twenties for two years as you as the head coach? If that's what your focus was, well, and all they did was add Sterling Shepard, add Brandon Marshall, add. Uh, Evan Ingram. Right. They added three guys in the past yeah. two years that should have made you better. Right. And David Deal, David Deal said it the best this morning. You, we, They signed DJ Fluker. They literally took a Band-Aid to a bullet wound. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's think, basically, it's basically the way he put it. Like, they basically got, op- they got cut open for triple bypass surgery, and they took a Band-Aid to fix it <laughs> instead of stitching it back up. And that, not only that with Fluker, not only with Fluker, didn't I? Didn't wasn't that one of the guys I said we should have started at guard right away instead of yeah. experimenting with Joe jo- Jerry for the third year in a row? No, for whatever reason we were were stubborn. He was stubborn about it and just didn't plug him in right away. And we saw what the benefits of Fluker until he was placed on IR on how effective the running game was, and. And I know this is the third week in a row that I mentioned it, but Eric Flowers is quietly having a decent season other than the first couple of games, first couple of games of roughness, but he's been playing a little bit better. And honestly, you gotta, you gotta be fair with that. But last last Thursday night's game was just disgusting because we didn't have a right side of the line. And obviously that showed. Uh, Kerrigan found a way. He's a giant killer to begin with. So, to be fair, even with the right side of the line, that was yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's a giant killer to begin with. So, for for whatever reason, a Crowder was no one wanted to play on Crowder the whole game that night, and it was just one of those ugly games. I wish I didn't waste the three hours, but I unfortunately did on Thanksgiving. Um, but. And I watched it on standard depth too, so that was that made me <laughs> even more angrier. Um, but what's beside the point? But uh, me and Steve have watched Eli since day one, and it's 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 just I felt like I lost something yesterday. I'll never forget and, how upset I was when they when they drafted Philip Rivers. Like yeah, I, I will never forget that draft. I they drafted Philip Rivers and I went out. I went out, I put my skates on and I went around the neighborhood and like an hour and a half later I don't even think I had a cell phone yet in two thousand four. It may have just been like right before I got my cell phone. Maybe yeah. a year before that, whatever it was. And I get back and my mom's like, Call dad, he wants you to call him and she's like, Who's this Eli Manning guy? And I'm like, What are you talking about? We got Rivers and He's like, Uh no. We traded for Eli Manning. I'll I'll never forget. <laughs> I had my brother's com- confirmation that day, so that was crazy. I had the family over. We're like, oh, we got Eli Manning. Oh my god, this is awesome. Um, I was a dumb naive kid, obviously, but I was upset that we we're gonna lose Kerry Collins as well. But uh, but I was happy about Eli. And those the the scary and sad thing. Well, you knew Kerry Collins. Um, oh, I know. But the funny thing is, um. I see, hopefully, unfortunately, I saw Eli's first win as a giant at home, and obviously I got to see Eli's last win at home. Um, that was crazy to think of. Um, that's pretty sad. I, it was just like I, I lost 
lost a family member. Even though he's not dead, obviously, he's still going to be on the team for the next five weeks, and we're going to see what happens. But wherever he goes, I'm going to be rooting for that team, unless it's a Cowboy, Eagle, or Reds game. Obviously, that won't happen. But Well, whoever we he, also never thought Donovan goes, would go to Washington, and look at how that ended up. Yeah, well, wherever Eli goes, he, he will have a fan in me. Because I, I had more good times than bad with him. And even in those bad games, I knew he was our team. And he was going to be a stand-up guy no matter what. And he deserved better yesterday and today. And unfortunately, the Giants fumbled that. And um, they just got to hope for whatever next quarterback who's going to carry this team is... Half of what Eli was, because you can't expect another quarterback to play 210 games, and all the giant, all the haters of Eli are gonna surely miss him when he's gone. I, and yesterday and today was the first taste of that. Th- there were a lot of ex-giants um, coming yes. out. Giving, I yes. saw Deal, I saw Tuck, I saw OC. Uh, Brandon Jacobs tweeted something that I don't even understand. But well, he he laugh. he video posted as well, and well, he. He tweeted, are you effing kidding me? Show me a guy with more heart and guts than Eli, and I'll call you a long-tongued liar. I don't even know what that is. But well, yeah, the ending, all I got to say is, for, is any John, all, for any Eli Manning hater, I, 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 I encourage you. I know this was in 2011, a long time ago. But I recommend you to look this up and watch the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. And the absolute ass-kicking the Niners give Eli. And he stood up and took more, and he took more, he took more, and he found a way to help them win a game. You, you read uh, and, my mind. Uh, and, and, and that was, the, well, other than the first Super Bowl run, if you ever had a question about Eli's heart and determination, and you watched that game, that was over with. And you've seen that through and through again. If you watch Ernie Corsi, the reason why he drafted Eli, he might have saw Eli's worst game ever at, at Old Miss, and he said, you know what? If I have a chance to draft this guy, this is why I'm drafting him. And it was X, Y, and Z. And it was ex- the same exact style of game as that 49er game. Did he, who else? There was, a, uh, there was a video Field? There was a video I posted from NFL yes, Network. That, it was that video, and I've seen that 100 times before that. But it was a good find, Steve. That is Eli in a nutshell, man. Uh, who else would take that team, another team, to Lambeau Field in negative degrees and beat Brett Favre in that cham- NFC Championship game? Oh, Eli Manning did. Okay, so if your haters going to keep on hating, back it up with actual factual things. Yeah, he threw a lot of picks. Did you watch games where the whole that year he led the league in interceptions? Did you see half the interceptions? Our dumbass receivers didn't know how to catch the ball. Our quote-unquote stars with uh, Keem Nicks, Steve Smith, and Mario Manningham. No, you did not. I did, and I know for a fact. I know what I watched. And and I'm going to miss Eli comp- uh, sadly. And I honestly, I will laugh on Sunday if we throw him back into the game and he <laughs> shows up and kicks ass. Because I, I, I would... Webb is not going to be active this no, week he's not. again because they – don't trust him yet, but I'm telling you right now. They I, said he, I thought they said it was Gino and, and Webb. No, they Eli's they too. missed. They fixed it up. They, they, oh. the, for the I for the really Cowboy, they fixed it up. Well, can, for the Cowboy game, for the Cowboy game, that's probably what's going to happen. 
um, cowboy game on because they don't want to br- play him. God forbid, play him in the black hole and have that be his first ever snaps in the NFL. I I don't. Um, I, I was never a big Eli, you know, fan. I, I mean, no one was if unless right. you were an, unless you were a giant fan, and I know right. on that weren't for whatever right, dumbass reason that. It's it kind of sounds stupid that it's just one game, but like you said, that championship game. I, I mean, he the amount of times that he literally came up with his helmet sideways. They they like, literally it, it was, needed a spatula him off. The it was field. unbelievable. And you also mentioned the the terrible receivers. What was I don't remember the receiver's name who was you guys hated him Ruben so much. Randall. Yes, Ruben Randall. Stephen, we were watching a Redskins game against the Redskins, you and I. And I he literally never ran the right route. I was like, why is this guy on the team? He uh, There was like four times where Eli threw a pass to no one because he ran the wrong route. It was uh, like it, un- unbelievably – like it, it, if you have a franchise – a quarterback that is considered a franchise quarterback, you build around that quarterback. They haven't had good offensive line in like three years. They drafted. Well, they gave no, them. I I beg to differ. They haven't had a good quarterback since um, even the second Super Bowl. The mostly guys were stay. I'm saying the offensive line, right? The offensive line was starting to dwindle after the first right. Super Bowl. I'll okay. be honest. They gave him Beckham, and they gave him a, a washed up Brandon Marshall. But that's like, oh, I mean, this is obvious. When's the last time they had a running back? I, I mean, Ahmad Bradshaw, I guess maybe. Uh, David, uh, what was his name? David Wilson. called David Wilson because what was no, it? seven games? And yeah. and they again another guy they pointed out this morning on on Bob Hoppe and Deal on the end of the morning drive was David Wilson was basically a kick returner because how did he get hurt running head first into the offensive alignment? Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> like you'd put your head oh, down to go man. through a hole, you'd run in the back of an offensive alignment because you weren't looking up. Yeah, yeah that's gonna hurt your neck, sir. Yeah, it's going to be trouble, troubling times, and we have three more home games left, all versus the division. Um, it's going to be interesting, to say the very least. Um, at least they're all 1 o'clock games. Unfortunately, I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. for this. Um, I was looking forward to the Cowboy game being at 425, but it is what it is at this point. Um, but uh, let's go Giants, even on this darkest day. Um, it's... Uh, that's what I, all I know, and it's gonna remain that way. And they will hopefully the Mares and Tishes figure it out. And can't wait for the season to end quick, quick enough. Final thoughts for both of you: Is there any way Eli Manning is a starting quarterback in the New York Giants Week One, Twenty Eighteen? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna say yes because I'm not. I, I'm not gonna I, sit I, here and say I'm not gonna sit here and not think that there's a possibility. Okay, because you bring that's in a new staff. You bring it. You bring in a new staff. Who knows what they're gonna say? Sure, you don't it's know that. Valid that there's a all, possibility. All it takes there's is a, a different guy coming in and being like, "Eli's been here for how many years? I, He's our guy going into the know. season." The, if because we don't know what they're gonna do yet. That's the key. Yeah. Who knows what this staff key. is gonna do? My opinion I, is this situation is gonna help the new staff because look at what just look at what the Eagles gave up to get move up to get Wentz. Right. Yeah. So how do you know somebody's not going to be like? Or look at what the Bears gave up to get Trubinsky last year. Think about it. You have that second pick. It's possible. You look at Listen. you got to look I, at the last couple of years. You, you, that's your that's your starting asking price for a trade. 
So now you're looking I, to move I'm back. Be... You may you may not take a quarterback in the first round. You may say, "All right, let's go into the year with Eli and Webb and see what happens." We'll see what happens with Webb when he plays. When that time comes, I I hope he's ready. Um, I I think I I think with Eli. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I highly I'm gonna say highly doubt it because the way this all unfolded was not a natural way and if I was uh, the player of Eli's caliber I'm asking to be released or traded the minute the season ends on uh, on July uh, January first and Listen, it has nothing to do there's that other thing of salary cap that the Giants yeah. have had a problem with the last five years yeah. Too. There you go. There's eighteen million dollars or something like that for next season. Once you put yeah. your franchise quarterback out there crying in an interview, I think to me it's kind of over. Um, and I, mean, I think and I, I hope, think it said something. Uh, if he hope, gets traded, it's like fourteen million goes to whatever yeah. team and whatever else. Oh, he's is getting low. he's getting cut. I think if he if he leaves because um, nobody wants that contract. So for yeah. next year, the cap hits twenty two and a half. The following year is twenty three, yeah, but. If they keep him, if he stays on the team, if he stays on the team next year, there's an there's an opt out for 2019, which would bring the cap down to six million. Um, and I hope it's so bad the next five games before then that the giant Mac Mara will probably fire McAdoo. So doesn't even matter. But so, I could see that happening if oh, you heard this him. This is 2017. Today. Hold on. So this year. If they cut him before the first of June, they don't save anything. They actually it'll actually cost them twelve twelve point four against the cap. If they trade him before then, then they then they'll get six hundred thousand for the cap. If it's after, this is for this coming this is if they cut him after twenty seventeen. If after June first they cut him it is zero savings at all. But if they trade him after June first, they 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 get a thirteen million dollar cap save. So hold him till June second and trade him. This new GM <laughs> has quite a uh, disaster on his hands to deal with. Whoever it may so, be. So basically, cutting him does nothing. Basically, costs them twelve million compared to the nineteen. I mean, it's still seven, eight million, seven million you're saving. To go elsewhere. But you still got to find somebody to take on the contract that you're trading. Well, that's if they cut him. You're saving seven million. If you if you cut him, you're actually saving all of it. You're actually only saving six hundred thousand if you trade him. All right, then you got to just gotta cut him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. You rather you rather be. You're saving negative twelve thousand four hundred dollars if you cut him. It's better than saving six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> All Whoever right. did the math on this guy's contract was retarded. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I don't. Ah, uh, cherries. <laughs> I don't think he did the math. Of course he did. So it was Archie. <laughs> Is he their agent? Probably. You would think so. I don't know. Um, with that being said, we're gonna move on. We gotta do our picks. We gotta talk about the hockey teams in New York because they're on fire, and um. 
We'll be back. Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your one stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We could be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Whenever you're ready, sir. All right, welcome back to S and D podcast. This segment should be a lot smoother and calmer, hopefully. Um, since if you're still listening, about... good for you. Good for you. <laughs> but we're we're gonna be a lot more calmer and, and contrite and not really going crazy. And um, the Islanders are playing really well. The Rangers are playing really well. The Knicks, um, thank God for Cantor for coming back. Uh, the Knicks just pulled out a big win against the Miami Heat. So that was nice. And Pazingas didn't break his ankle, which we were all scared about earlier in the night. So all in all, the New York sports, other than the Giants and Jets, are looking up right now. So yay to that. Yeah. I mean, the Islanders have been a lot of fun to watch. Blue and orange teams at home. Yeah. Yeah, well, seriously. And the the only the Mets were able until... to ever win at home. Just think. Oh, please. <laughs> and the Rangers had a nice home win streak too until that was snapped last night against the Panthers. So it's uh, something about the Garden and something about the Barclays Center for the Honors that they're you know, they're you starting know, to defend and, home court. Butch and Brendan said it the best after the game yesterday. Teams come into the Barclays Center thinking this ice is going to be terrible, the boards are going to be bad, this place isn't for hockey, but the Islanders have gotten accustomed to it and are starting to show that they're the home team. I I don't remember who said it. I think it was one of the it was one Isles podcast. It wasn't like the Comptons, it wasn't Andy's or somebody else I was listening to. But they made the comparison, which is exactly what it is. It's like Bane in the in the Dark Knight Rises. It's like I was born in the darkness. Like this is this is our thing. That's it's like this is our ice. I was born in the slush of this stadium. So yes, we got it. And everybody else has to deal with the nonsense and the weird car in the corner and the off-centered scoreboard and all that nonsense. All right, they're just used to it at this point. I think they yep. don't have a regulation loss at home. They do not. They are eight zero and two now. The and two overtime get, they'll, losses. They'll get were, that first home loss at home this Friday. I'm on sure. Friday will be there, guaranteed. We'll be there, yeah, the and two, we just brought up the, the winning. <laughs> the that the winning. two overtime losses were, I think, Edmonton on that crazy McDavid play. That doesn't and count. I, they, they, and, they, and can they scratch the other that one, one out? Was, Ter- was, was St. Louis and Tarasenko, I think. So they both don't really count. <laughs> right. They don't count. If you make wacky, crazy plays, they don't count. Except that John Tavares does it, like he did on right. Friday. I mean, he's just unbelievable. That was that was stupid. That was that was. And you know what they said so again? Another God. thing they said the best is it was just two really good players fighting each other in the corner, and that the better player won. Stock trap. <laughs> and the better player Sean, won. Sean Couturier got uh, yeah got manhandled. You can't you can't um, even complain about how Couturier played that ball. Played that. No, played you that. can't. Like he, he Tavares had did not very well. The, Tavares did not look at the. Towards the goal, until that last pass to Bailey, there was the, a good. Uh, what was it? Maybe thirty seconds of puck control. Oh, it, yeah, it was. It was at least a twenty-five second battle. They were going at it. Um, 
the stat just popped up on the I'm watching the Bruins uh, Lightning game on I guess this is Wednesday night rivalry for some reason. It is. Um, they play in the same division. Yeah. Um it makes sense. The, it makes sense that the team in the from Boston is a rival with the team in Florida. I but we're all apparently Atlantic. I don't know how Boston's not metropolitan enough to be the metropolitan. I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, the Bailey Elite Tavares line is the fourth most productive line in hockey. Since when? This season? It, this season. 80, they have 81 points. Number one is the Tampa line. I think number two was um, the uh, St. Louis's top line. And number three was, I think, Philly's top line. Or, or, or I, I could be wrong. On well, you also got to remember Tavares, Bailey, and Lee didn't start the season together. There was right. a good probably three-week stretch where they weren't together. Right. It, there was at least ten games where they weren't together. So that's 81 points in, you know... Uh, you know, probably the past, I'd say, fifteen games, maybe, out yeah. of the twenty foot six seven they played now. So, yeah, I mean, things are looking up. Um, the Rangers, who I was complaining, and we we hated their center depth and all this the whole season, have uh, because Zibanejad has shut me up somehow. I don't. I he mean, got hurt yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, he, he's playing well though. Something happened in warmups. Something that happened in warm-ups that he was out there, and then out of nowhere he was scratched from the game, and they were yeah. a guy short. And I think they... – yeah, go ahead. The thing, thing with the Rangers right now, they're still winning games. They're fill, still finding a way to games, but they're still playing really, really sloppy. That They're, they're having the comeback gene, luckily, well, in them the last couple nights. You would see them down 3-1, 4-1, 3 2-0, 1-0. And at a nightly basis, they'll come back, and for whatever reason, either they pull it out, or unlike last night, they find a way to lose after coming all the way back. And it's great to find later in the season, you know a team can find a way to come back, but the Rangers need to find a way to play better defense, and the goaltending needs to be a little bit better, sharper, and win the games outright. Because the other yeah. night, one of the games they won, they didn't even have the lead until they actually won in a shootout. So <clears> that's <throat> all you need to know in that situation with Maverick. The Rangers, yeah, it's a great, great, they're winning these games that they should really have no business winning at the moment. But they're still getting points, and that's the most important thing. And at the end of the year, if they don't find a way to fix this, they might not make the playoffs. Well, they they pulled Hank yesterday. If, if giving up the third goal, he, they... Uh... Pavlik finished the game. And also, yeah. if, if you remember last year with the Islanders, it's those those one, those one overtime losses, those shootout losses that oh. come back to haunt you at the end of the season. Like There was the, a game last year right around this time they played, I think it was in L.A., the Islanders, and Tavares was like on the doorstep and missed. And it, they lost that game in regulation, I think, and it was by one goal, and... Literally, you look at that one moment where he had a wide open net and missed the net, and that's the difference. That was basically the difference between them making the playoffs or not, because that was I, late in the game, and that would yeah. have been the point. Just that one point, they needed to make the playoffs. I, I think it was either yesterday or two days ago. My time hop, a stat came up from last year that in their first, I think, twenty three games, twenty four games, eight times they they gave up the. Uh, game tying or winning goal in the last three minutes of the game, right? That's their season. That's the playoffs, right? It there. literally was the Giants from that's two it. seasons ago. Yeah, that they they find a way to win two of those games. Done. That's it. Playoffs. It's it's just really 
but I, I mean, they seem to have they also, uh, overcame. They also, um, they also decided to change coaches three weeks too late, but that's a different story. Well, I, I like what the new coach is doing. We haven't had a quote-unquote, as Compton and Carver like to call them, my Dougie blowout. They haven't had one since, uh, of course, I Dallas. went to Dallas. Right. Last Thank time you traveling, so the next one will be in Boston in about a week. Probably. Listen, I that was the first time I ever watched a team of mine. Actually, the second time I ever watched a team of mine. No, it was the first. The first one doesn't count. First time I ever watched a team of mine lose on the road. The Packer game doesn't count. Sorry, Scott Tolson doesn't count. Scott Tolson counts 100%. Nope. It's in the record book that count. Scott Tolson <laughs> lost that game. Does not count. Every yeah. other time I've gone to my team on the road, they have won. That was, But that was just an ugly one. But yeah, they haven't had one of those in a while. I, listen, uh, Matt Barzell... Calder, Josh Bailey going to win the Art Ross. And they, Josh uh, Bailey's getting the eight-year, $80 million contract. Oh, well, that, see, that's the, the problem is he's not going to be here next year. Because if you look at – they went over this in the secondary assist podcast. The Islanders are going to have about $19 million in cap space. And that's with Chimera leaving, Yarrow leaving, Kuhlman leaving. And Can you repeat the I, first name again, please? Um, what did I say? Chimera? Yeah. Can you say it again, please? Just so. Chimera just... is leaving. He's leaving, Steven. Can he leave now? Uh, <laughs> and cool and the worst name. thing is, it's like the guy he needs to take with him is Dennis Seidenberg. But oh, then the please. article comes out about how Barzell's living with Seidenberg and he's playing so well, so now well, he can't leave. We need, we need him. We need somewhere to live. Um, Yaro and the other one was Calvin DeHaan. Or you, they're all and also you can't tell here. me you can't tell me JT doesn't have an open room with uh, with Strom being traded. Yeah, why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. You told me first of all, this kid was a first round pick. He's got money. Let him live. Fucking. Get he, his doesn't. Own place. he doesn't. They all get the same amount of money. Okay. Anyway, they all get the same amount of money. First round picks get <laughs> three years and ninety nine hundred thousand as a contract. If you figure, they it's give Long Island. Johnny, you're right. <laughs> if you figure, they give Johnny like eleven mil. That leaves eight to fill backup goalie, fill Chimera's spot, fill Kuhlman's spot, get a defenseman to fill Dahan's spot. The money is not there for Bailey. So unless Johnny takes a Stamkos deal where it's like eight million, Bailey's gone. Well, here's also the thing. This the front office has to realize they can't let Bailey walk. Because they already saw the disaster of letting Akposo and Franz walk. I I don't see it ha- I don't unless he I if Josh Bailey right now is a free agent, he's a $6 million player. Guaranteed. I mean, he's on pace for... he's Out of nowhere, he became Joe Thornton. In a year and a half, he became Joe Thornton. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. He's better so, than Joe Thornton. He doesn't have be- a beard, though. <laughs> yeah, he's better. He is a beardless, slightly smaller Joe Thornton. That's, slightly? Just, have you seen how tall Joe Thornton is? Joe Thornton's a big guy. <laughs> So, I, I, I mean, he's the second coming of Joe Thornton. And now, I was watching the NHL Network yesterday, and they started comparing on his lead to Peter Forsberg. So we got Joe Thornton <laughs> and Peter Forsberg playing with JT. And, we and have to, don't we have to pay him, too? <laughs> I think Anders is next year. He might be or he might be an RFA. I don't remember. I'm looking him up. That is not how you spell his name. There it is. He recently I, signed. He has... I think he has one more go? year. He has one more year, then he's a UFA. He's got okay, five, so he's got a next, three three point seven cap hit for next season. That's a fucking steal because that's thirty goals in the bank right there. They're paying him five, but it's only a cap hit of three three seven. 
So they're gonna have some cap things to work well, out. Well, if you I, work things out, where you're gonna you're gonna trade guys also during the season. Well, I, that's like you got to think. Brock Brock is finally gonna get moved. I hear Edmonton wants to make a trade again. I'm sure they'll love Brock Nelson. Yeah, Brock's gone. <laughs> he's he's out of here. If you look, um, I think Brock's an RFA. Who they could? I guess they're just gonna cut him or trade him. Or I don't know. Um, if you look into Phil Chimera's spot, like you can fill Chimera's spot with Shane Prince. That's not that's a, a wash, if anything. Also, by the way, when you look back at the the Islander Edmonton trade history recently, oh the Islanders God. have traded Griffin Reinhardt and Ryan Strom to the Oilers. Wait, there was like a second round pick. In hold there, on, but... hold on. They got back. Oh, sorry, draft pick too. Who who even knows who they drafted? Anyway, I don't know who they drafted. But there was all a pick I know in is there the three guys, the three guys they got back out of this deal were Matt Barzell, Anthony Bavillier, and Jordan Everlay. Because they got, because they traded one of the picks, they packaged one of the the second pick that they got from Edmonton for Reinhardt into a trade right. for another pick that turned out to be Bavilia. Right, they got a first and a second for Reinhardt. for um for Reinhardt, and then they used the two to the two. They used and the two else. and another th- and a third, I think, to move up into the first round to get Bavilia. So three of their roster players are. Courtesy of the Edmonton Oilers, and I looked up Strom. I think he has like ten points in twenty-one games. That's what that's what he is. Like that's he's not playing bad. That's just Ryan Strom. That yeah, but you know what? You've also seen fifty points in forty games. I mean, out of him, so you know there's talent there. That's I, why you make that type of trade because it's not costing you anything to make that kind of trade. Well, that's they they cut four million dollar four million dollars in salary and you know and tried to get a, a talented player. I, it wasn't. I mean, it was a terrible the problem, trade. The pro- problem was, was the many years of bad bad draft picks for them. That just I, good well good draft picks that just didn't work out. That's really what well, it comes down to. In, Hall Hall isn't there anymore. Yakupov isn't there anymore. If you is look at the Hopkins the, the, still there, Hopkins is still there. Hopkins and it's just Hopkins. Hopkins is the only one. Yeah. Hop, Hopkins and the, David, obviously. Well, yeah. So basically, I was looking at the GM that made the Stroh Memberly trade. And I'm like, how is this guy not fired yet? And literally, the first thing that pops up that when you Google his name is drafted, drafted, um, Connor McDavid and made the playoffs. <laughs> oh, he also. This is not in Edmonton, but he drafted Tyler Sagan in Boston and then traded him. So what you're telling oh, me is, is <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is Connor McDavid's going to be traded soon. I listen. <laughs> Josh Bailey I, I, for Connor McDavid. There you go. Edmonton's a mess <laughs> right now, but the Islanders are not. And, and for and a change, also, and also, when did Vancouver when, become good? The, just this year, apparently. <laughs> like, my dad's like, because I went down, first off, I'm pretty sure Travis Green is before Danny even started watching the Islanders play. No, I Maybe, like, Travis the early Green. years of Danny watching them play was Travis Green. But, also, Travis Green, one of my favorite players growing up. Anyway, the fact that he was coaching, I'm texting Rosen, and we're talking about the Yankees guys, the guys the Yankees are looking to hire, Travis Green coaching hockey team, are you kidding me? This guy played in 93, 95. Like, excuse me, sir. You were 20, just 20 years ago. I mean, Scott Gomez is one of the Islander coaches. 
it's just, it's just crazy. So my dad asks me, like, what's Vancouver like? I'm like, oh, you know, they're probably, I haven't really looked, but, you know, probably not that great. You know, they're not they're not the worst, but not that great. And then they show the record, they have, like, 13 wins and, like, 7 losses. I'm like, what the uh, fuck? What, yeah, I what don't is know happening? When they became, like, decent. I don't know when that happened. All the, all the years of sucking finally paid off, I guess. I guess. Excuse me, um, their starting goalie last night was Anders Nielsen. So, oh yeah, that was great. If <laughs> I didn't even know that guy still played else, after we got him kicked out of the game versus Edmonton, I think two years ago. If nothing else, the Islanders or Rangers are banking valuable points in case they go on a slump later on in the season, which is bound to happen. So, right. Uh, the the problem is, is that eventually the Islanders are going to start losing. <laughs> they ha- well, they have to. Their shooting percentage and their their you know quote unquote puck luck is slightly above average. I I would think when the shooting percentage levels out and the offense kind of levels out because they're not going to score four goals a game forever, the defense will get better because it can't be this bad forever. So it probably That's the should big, if there out. if there's a need for this team, it's making a trade for a defensive player. The problem is finding the right value of a defensive player because I, so there's, there's a guy there's, in Phoenix. Okay. Let's get into this. There's been a lot of talk. Him. I I would trade the world for him. But all I've heard from every Islander writer and every Islander fan from this season is Johnny Boychuk's been fantastic and Nick Letty's a Norris candidate. So why do I need another shutdown defenseman? Because the other four aren't. The other four are not. Right. But I, I, I don't need to trade my two first round picks and my two second round picks to get Ekman Larson if I could yes. trade, you know, a, a second round pick or and, a, and like both seconds and get a good second pairing defenseman. I don't know who's going to be available, but a good second pairing defenseman and kick Calvin the hell out of here. It wouldn't even be Calvin that gets kicked out of here. The problem is, is that Scott Mayfield and Adam Pellick have been really, really solid this season. So I'm yeah. going to start with that. They have both been really solid, but. On a really good team, they're either first-line minor league defensive players uh, or third-pairing third of a defensive pairing. So now that I, leaves you with Dahan, Hickey, and Pulak. Well, Pulak can't play defense. Well, he he, he was okay <laughs> this year. He's been Ideally, all right. Cal- I'm done Cal- with Cal- Hickey. I'm sick of him. He Cal- could be my third. He could be my third suit in the in the skybox yeah. left winger if I need him. <laughs> Calvin DeHaan is a second-pairing defenseman when he's playing well. He uh, he just has been off to a very bad start. I think the contract is completely in his head. I don't care what I anybody agree. says. The fact that he want, he asked for $5 million a year and ended up with a million and a half is 100% in his head. How he ended up with a million and a half is beyond me. You know, I think he us. made more last year. I, I don't know who would be available, but I would trade – Two seconds for a good borderline first pairing, second pairing defenseman. I will at least call and put Phoenix. him with Calvin Don. I'll call Phoenix and say, "What? What do you want first? At least make the phone call." Uh, of course, listen, at least I'm have calling... Gar Snow come out publicly and say, "Listen, I called Phoenix. They asked for Devin Tays and Devin Tays a first rounder and Barzell, and they said uh, they're not doing anything less than that." And uh, I hung up on them. I will call Phoenix and say you can have anybody but Matt Barzell. Even if if it's the if it's a first, like one of the defensemen, like Sebastian Aho and Aho and and Hosang, have a good day. I'm taking. Them. That's that's one of the that's a Norris winning defenseman. 
You can have Josh Hosang. I'm sorry. The biggest but, problem I, with the kid in Phoenix is that he's still under contract next year. And it's but it's only six million dollars. So right. That's a steal for him. That's a steal for him, but that gives Phoenix complete control. If his contract's ending, right, it's just just Duchesne all over again. Right. You could you can ask for less. You can offer less and be like, hey, his contract's ending. We're giving you guys with contracts with talent. And you're not paying them basically anything for a guy who has a $5 million contract and is going to want 7 to $8 million during the offseason. This is also, he's not on the dead, on the, on the trade block yet, technically, because he hasn't said he's not coming back. I guess he could stay there. I don't know why he would want to. But if they pay him enough money, why not? It's, you know. well, well, it's similar to the basketball contracts. When you think about it, the same situation happens. Um, your team, the team you're on, can offer can you pay you the most money, right? Can pay you the Larry, more money. The Larry Bird contract, right? It's the same thing. They could, they can offer you the eighth year that nobody else can. Right. It's like the in the NBA, I think you get a fifth year from your current team, where a fifth right. year at like two hundred million, where your current team's like. Yeah, Larry Bird writes. It's like right. four for four for one hundred and fifty or whatever it is. Whatever it is, yeah. But yeah, like like Stamkos got eight eight for eighty, and plus there's no state tax in Florida, so I think that helped. But anyway, um, well, he that, could. Well, that's like what's his name? Fucking. That's why LeBron James still lives in Miami. Right. He could stay in in, in Phoenix. I don't. Again, why would he want to? But it's going to be interesting come the deadline. I like I said, Calvin DeHaan I think is a second pairing defenseman when he's playing at his best. So if he can get back to that level. And I think putting him with Pelik or Mayfield is a fine second pair. It could be fixed from within, I think. I'm going to tell you right now it will be. Because eventually someone's going to get hurt on our defense. Devin Towes is going to be called up, and you'll never see whoever gets hurt again. Well, I, I'm, call, I'm telling you right now. He is, he's the answer. It's just a matter of us finding a spot for him, and that's going to take someone getting hurt. And the answer isn't Dennis Seidenberg. The answer is Dennis no. Seidenberg always wearing a suit. Right. And Jason well, Tremere. Yeah, of course. At this point, you, I'm benching Jason Tremere and letting Thomas Hickey play left wing. I, <laughs> you can't do any worse. <laughs> I'm also firing I, Butch Goring because he kept saying how Tremere got his first goal of the season last year against the Vancouver. So maybe luck will strike twice. And I'm like, you're fired. I Done. Go away. <laughs> I can't wait until Shane Prince comes back because he needs to play. The other interesting thing about the deadline, skating, by the way, yeah, but it's, it's gonna be a couple of weeks. The interesting thing about the deadline is, if I'm like, if you're looking at the Islanders realistically, and this trade is for a defenseman who's gonna be on your team, Ryan Pulak is gone, and and so is Brock Nelson. So those are two pretty valuable. That's a twenty goal scorer and, and a, a power play quarterback that that you have at your disposal. That yeah, are technically roster players, but they're not vital roster players. Okay, we're, I, we're we're talking kind of contract thing also, and right before we came on was the Przingis injury, mm-hmm. right? His ankles. Let's face it, this guy has like the scrawniest legs I've ever seen in the NBA. Like <laughs> this guy needs leg day last year, right? Like he needs leg day. Like he had he has had ankle problems since he got drafted. He has had leg issues since he got drafted. Never good for a big guy. Ne- right. So now the concern is, are you giving this guy a max contract? Yes. 
He's really good. I, I, if, if, if you don't, what are you doing? Like, what's the point? I, he's just, he's getting a max contract. There's no, there's no doubt. Um, do we want to do our picks? Yeah, let's do pick. Alrighty, so it is pick time. Danny and Vin, both at 162. Woo! Literally 100 wins and 62 losses. Alright. I'm only seven games back, so... <laughs> means I have to win seven of every game this week. Striking distance. It's not over till it's over, boys. He's literally gonna have to go the opposite of us on... Everything. <laughs> yeah, he'll do it. Yeah, he will. Wow, right. it's actually like a decent matchup. Yeah, yeah, there are a couple good ones. Alright, look, Thursday night we have the Redskins traveling to Dallas. Ugh, how did both teams get a back-to-back Thursday game? Because they decided okay. last year that that's going to be it. Two teams that play on Thanksgiving will play the following Thursday. Just okay, so that they're on the same rest. I don't know because you're not gonna you're not gonna give the Cowboys the Thursday after Thanksgiving when they always play on Thanksgiving and then give some team that played Sunday. This it, it, it just makes sense. They need oh, to go back. Sense. They need to go back to Thursday being only after Thanksgiving. But yes, I will have to agree with you, but that will never happen. Just go back to Thursday part. only being Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll go. I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll take after Thanksgiving. Anyway, Dallas. I think we're all taking Dallas. I'm already in luck. I took Dallas. I took Washington. Okay. And we begin. <laughs> yeah. It has to happen. Yeah. Uh, you you got to think Dallas finally wakes up after the last three weeks of slumber awfulness. They're not but this bad. They're not this bad, which we Your know. Your NFC Championship preview. To the determine Vikings. where it's going to be. Falcon, the Vikings at the Falcons. Hey, you're discrediting, you're disrespecting the Saints at the moment. And the Eagles. And the Rams. Didn't the Rams dis- win last week? Yes, they did. They actually outplayed them really, really well. Yeah. They played the... They the, played the Saints at home. Yeah. So the Saints went on the road and lost. Shocking. Well, they look bad. Yep. I took the Vikings. I took and the Falcons t- because strictly because it was a home game. So I'm going. Man. I'm going road team with the win. That way they could just clinch the division and then can stop thinking he has a chance at it. I never thought <laughs> I had a chance at the division. The Houston Texans are going to Tennessee. I think this is going to be that game that Tennessee starts to run away with the division for the year. Um, I'm with you on that. I think Tennessee's finally going to open it up a bit. I mean, they, I certainly hope so. But you never know. Tom Savage is a sneaky son of a gun. <laughs> there was a, a, guys, we witnessed a Tom Savage Blink Abbott shootout the other day. Like, that was phenomenal. And you know what was the worst part about that is this great Jaguar defense gave up wide open plays for Blink Abbott. Like, excuse me. Tom You're supposed to be good. played the Ravens this week. Fact. It was two weeks ago, then. No, the Jaguars. It was um, it was Bortles, uh, Bla- Bortles versus Tom. Savage. No, but I think two weeks ago it was no. It was, it was the... Bortles versus um, Clabber. 
Yeah, Gavin. No, I think that the, they played the, uh, the Texans. How, did, played. How, does, how does Arizona still have a quarterback competition during the week to see who wears a dress when they only have one quarterback? I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the same guy's got to wear a dress every week because there's literally only one quarterback on that team left. That would be a cardinal and, move to pick up Eli Manning. Ooh, I did see somebody mention that. I think it Shining was Char- uh, because yep. you know, yeah, I saw that they love the their thirty-five you know, thirty-five and older quarterback. Yes, they do. All right, um, next game. Does Pat Mahomes come in at halftime? Yes. No. No. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking Kansas City. They're gonna right the ship a little bit. The Jets are gonna find a way to do Jet things like they've done. They should have never. They should have found the a way to pull on. off this victory last week. The tank the is on. AFC said the tank is back on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but quickly back to Shannon Sharp. The comment I saw that he said Arizona would be a what? <laughs> Shannon Sharp is still relevant. Yes, he said Arizona would be a good place for Eli. Bruce Arians is a quarterback whisperer. Eli needs, that. Whis- Eli needs to be whispered no- too. <laughs> Excuse me, there's no way this guy keeps his job, right? Yeah, he, there's- Shannon Sharp is uh, on that new that show with Skip Bayless, pretty much being Stephen A. Smith. But Skip- speaking of jobs, does Marvin Lewis get fired? Nope, he beat the nope. Browns. He's safe for another season. He's making the playoffs. <laughs> don't hold, don't hold back now. They're gonna make the playoffs. I can't, man. All right, the um, I have to ask the, it every week. The Trevor Saturday Simeon versus Matt. Trevor Simeon versus Matt Moore, matchup of the year. <laughs> Yo, Matt Moore is a good quarterback. I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins as well. I'm gonna go with the Broncos just because I have to be different. So when you both go, fuck you, Steve, for taking Broncos, because Trevor Simeon goes off, who almost right. won the game in Oakland last week. Just remember. If Trevor Simeon goes off, then you deserve credit. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to use Trevor Simeon for my Fanduel quarterback this week, because it won't cost anything. They'll literally they'll give you a thousand dollar credit for playing Trevor. Playing you lose zero cap space for using yeah. Trevor Simeon. We're giving what about, you. A, a, what about Geno Smith? Yo, um, use Geno Smith. They give you twenty points. He's not even there. <laughs> he's like, you're like, are you sure? You really want to do this? Uh, you shouldn't have this account if you want to play Geno Smith. <laughs> they offer you Davis Webb, but they're not going to offer you Geno Smith. So, uh, the surprisingly like. Decent to watch Colts. Like, you can't even be mad at them. Like, at least they're fighting in games. Most of their games are within striking distance. But you gotta think Coughlin showed up at camp this week and said, Hey, what the hell just happened again in Arizona? And I'm gonna go with the Jaguars at home. Yeah, I'm just taking the Jags as well. Jameis Winston's gonna come eat a W this week, I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> we gotta take the Packers. This is our last. This is the last ditch effort. Uh, we talked about. We talked about this the other day. If they have Steven and I did it. They have to beat. They have to beat Tampa. And they have to beat Cleveland. They'll be seven and six. And no, that's eight and six. I think. You're five and six right now. So right. So seven. they'll be seven. They'll be seven and six with three games yeah. left. With Aaron so they, back. With Aaron. With Aaron back. So they have if to you win lose out. one of the two, you might as well just tell Aaron to so, down. Yeah, just have a nice day, and, and that's it. Unless a lot of things are falling into place. Then, I, 
I doubt it. It may be one of those, let's take him off the IR list and see how things work out the last couple weeks. But win this week, win next week, you're keeping Aaron available. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And even at 10-6, and six, I don't even know if they'll get in with the, the tough South and the Danny, Seahawks. Danny, did you have in this game? I have the Bucks as well. I don't know. Hey. The one, you're the only one with the Bucks. All right. I don't think if Winston shows up and has a freaking speech where he's going to eat a W, I'm, there's no way he's. <laughs> yeah, <gonna. laughs> I wasn't confident in this situation, but I had a feeling Winston might be back, so I was gonna take my chances with Jameis. Talk about a team we were wrong about. Jeez. Uh, the whole I'm, world not, I'm not taking. I'm not. I'm not caring Never. about the hard knock team next year. We do this every year. We we do this every year, and we fall for the same trap every year. Next year, the we, hard knock team is going to be like. I don't know. I'm calling it right now. You're going to see Jacksonville Jaguars be the hard knocks team. No. San Francisco. No. Garoppolo. Oh, I can see it. No, but they usually try to do... Oh, no. They try and do non-playoff team with no new head coach. Right. So, Kyle Shanahan's second year. That's why I'm thinking Jaguars, too. Could be. Could be. Depending on how they... Well, they're going to make the playoffs this year. Probably. That's true. If Kansas City falls out... You know. Oh, that would be interesting. Pat Mahomes. Anyway. Um, Lions at that? Ravens. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions just yeah. because of... Uh, just because. Just because. Just. What color jerseys are the Ravens wearing this week? Purple. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ray Lewis going to be within 100 yards of the stadium? <laughs> Lions <He's> win. <laughs> taken the- Is Ed Reed going to be on the sideline at all for this? Like... Is he bringing the turnover train? <laughs> if he is, they're winning the Super Bowl. No, I'll go with the Lions. All right. Um, this game's actually kind of difficult to pick. The Patriots, Bills. Like, there's no way the Bills win this game. There's no, 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 no. no. I know there's no way, but Tyrod's on a mission. T-Mobile, we got this. He's gonna put up. It's gonna be a shootout. I'm gonna call it right now. Okay. I'm going to call the shootout, but New England's going to pull out at the when end. When it's 35-7 to 7 in the third quarter, I'm going to tweet at on, on, at cold, coldest tweets, whatever the hell that thing is. Exposed tweets. <laughs> um, uh, wow. wow. The battle for, like, the fifth pick. Niners and Bears. This is literally the difference between... They're both, like... They can either both pick second or both... Oh, wait, no, the Bears don't even have a first-round pick. No, they don't. I'm pretty Garoppolo. sure the Bears have the first-round pick. Garoppolo. I am going to... I'm going Niners' sexy pick. Jimmy G is going to find a way to pull it out. Yo, he looked good in those three plays that he played at the end of the game. <laughs> yes, they did. Oh, sorry, they have the Texans' pick. They have their own pick in the Texans' pick. Who the who? The Browns. Oh, I know. I think the uh, the Niners have the uh, Bears pick. <laughs> so, so <Yeah>. <laughs> they might as well just lose. <laughs> it really doesn't matter to them at this game, right? <laughs> they might as well yeah. let let Pierre Gasson play quarterback. Like that'll be fun. <laughs> like, Luckily, like, he's on IR, so. He's on IR. All right, then have who's their big offensive lineman that they have? Joe Staley. <laughs> Let him play quarterback. Like, I think he got hurt it, last week. To be honest, guys, guys, it doesn't matter what happens in this game. We're either going to pick second or we're picking seventh. We should let Kyle Shanahan play quarterback. 
draft them. No, I don't want to see that first round picks. Yeah, they have nine draft picks in this season. The nine picks. They have. They no, they don't have their own. What do they do with their own? They have their own, and that's it in the first round. Who, who, who had the second round pick? Who had the second round pick last year? Did the Bears not trade their first round pick? They had to have traded him for Trubisky, right? You had to have. It was San Francisco. No, I don't want to donate to Wikipedia. Sorry, Wikipedia. San Francisco traded their first round selection, the second overall pick, in exchange for Chicago's first, third, fourth, as well as their third next year. That's a terrible trade. I think it was only like one spot, though. That's the thing. Yeah, right, they flipped spots. Yeah, it was only one spot. To draft the guy they wanted, which they could have waited one more pick and taken. Right, exactly. But so San Francisco they, basically they, got nothing for it. Well, but they, they got a free three picks that draft or whatever. Okay, um, the next, what's the next pick? The Rams game? Wait, who are we taking in the Niners Bear game? Oh, I'm taking took, the Niners. I'm taking the Niners as my sexy pick. I th- the Jets were my sexy pick, I didn't say that. Okay, so we all took the Niners, but Danny has them as their sexy pick. Ooh, ooh. You have the Jets. I put them in brown. Um, speaking of the Browns, Browns at Chargers. Chargers. Who has more fans of this game? Who has more fans of this Chargers. They're <laughs> going to find a way to make the playoffs. 20,000-seed stadium is going to be empty. They're going <laughs> to win the division and get a home playoff game at the StubHub Arena for the mentally ill or whatever that was. And whoever they play is going to be the team that has the home game. Let's go, right. Cuzzo. All right, so we're going to go Chargers across the board. Uh, we're going Raiders across the board. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Gino why Smith, Eli's not baby. playing, because Mac is going to kill Gino. Oh, good. <laughs> Gino, let's go, Cuz. Uh, actually, it's going to be Mac versus Flowers. Hey. Hey, baby, let's, let's see Eric Flowers with a real test. Let's go, Eric. Listen, he's been... He's, right. he's been the Good best offensive lineman all, all season. Oh, man. He got so lucky <laughs> on a uh, non-hole call last Thursday. He gave up his first sack on Thursday night <laughs> against uh, Kerrigan, so I can't be mad. Uh, Sunday night is Philly. Wait, we're not even at Sunday night. Yeah, we're not there yet, We're not? The uh, Rams game. No, oh, I Panther, Panthers yeah. Saints. Panthers Saints. Oh, I got that too. I'm gonna go I'm going with the Saints. Saints at home. Yeah, the, the Panthers did not impress me much against the Jets. That was that ultimate play they, down. They game. had a Jet moment. That's what got them to win. Yep. I'm going Saints with my sexy pick also. That was the best. Fumble right. return, touchdown, punt, return for a touchdown. Phenomenal. I am. Next one is. Rams, Cardinals, in St. Louis. I mean, Los Angeles. It's in actually Arizona. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this has just gone off the rails. We're taking I'm the going Rams, Rams regardless. Yeah. Yeah. 
wherever they're playing You you could play this game in a parking lot. The Rams are winning this game. <laughs> that was a yeah. Brian. That was a Brian Compton. I love you moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eagles Seahawks Sunday Night Football. Uh, it's a good game. It's gonna be a good game. I think the Eagles are gonna pull it out, even though Russell Wilson's gonna find ways. I think it's gonna. I think it's they're really their first test. But I'm gonna take the Eagles. This game. There's just too many injuries on the defense. I'm gonna agree with that, but I'm gonna go with the Seahawks at home. It's uh, a good point at home. That that's what I'm gonna go with. Plus, this will be that game that I'm going different than you guys. So try and get back in it. And I like, guarantee this is the game guarantee. Marvin Lewis wins to get a contract extension, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, and I'm picking them to beat the fraud Steelers. Oh, I'm picking how is Steelers. this? How is this not your sexy pick, Dad? <laughs> like, eh, I think I think the Niners beating the Bears, even though that game's gonna be shitty, it's gonna be more sexy because Jimmy G. Tell me we get sexy. to watch that game. Please tell me we get to watch that game. We have Red Zone, so you can watch parts of the game. I want to. I want to just watch that game only. Then those teams won't be in the red zone very much. (laughs) (laughs) They'll they'll be the only game that's not in a commercial, so they have no choice to play. (laughs) Yeah, they don't get commercials in that game, Danny. I love. I love when you're watching the red zone and they pop to a game, and you're like, "Wait, that game's going on." (laughs) Yes, because of every other game is either at halftime or on a commercial break. Right. You're like, damn it. I try to avoid you all day. Okay. So Giants Raiders at four. No Mm -hmm. one o'clock game on Fox. Well, nope. Jets Chiefs at at one, and no four game four o'clock game on two. Red Zone it is. (laughs) Yep. I can't wait to watch paint dry at four o'clock on Sunday. (laughs) All right. Well, with that being said, thank you for listening to this strenuous. Two weeks from now, we show. will be recording our 200th episode. We are working on getting a guest list together. Um, so bear with us as the guests get announced and confirmed. We will make announcements, of course. Um, we are trying to make something big. Um, I do know a certain giant fan that's going to be a lot of fun to who I reached out to today, and then talks have begun began with. So, it should be a fun time. Um, You'll be able to hear all of our shows, of course, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all other podcast apps. Uh, SNDblog.com also. Um, Danny's article is out. Uh, What else we got? Facebook, Twitter. Um, I hope Ben McAdoo has diarrhea on the plane flight to Oakland. Is that what your conversation meant? Is that yes. what you tried to say to me? I screenshotted it to Ben. I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. I think he ha- I think I don't I can't tell if McAdoo has the shits or he wants him to get the shits. I hope I hope he gets the shits um both way to Oakland and back so he has to be in the cramped toilet seat or in shit all day long. This this sounds dumb, but I would hate him a lot less if he didn't slick his hair back. I hate him a lot. Less. <laughs> I hate him it's a lot. Just, it's just a douche. Move. Damn it! This is this is another thing I miss. Uh, he thinks he's Pat Riley when he yeah, never exactly. want to think. He think he's Pat Riley. <laughs> Wait, he's not Pat Riley. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Yep. All right. Thank you all for listening. 
Make sure you follow all of our accounts on social media. Yes, especially our private ones. Uh, personal ones because, you know, those are more fun. Especially when we're ranting. Especially, oh, now, that yeah. we, especially now that we all have 260 characters. Oh, it's fun. Oh, man. 280 is a blast, let me tell you. It's also dangerous. So, so free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not ready for this power. Yeah, Twitter. Was, uh, you, what were you was, thinking? Was, you should have waited until after football season. To give us I was able to do two hashtags and what the fuck Mara today. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, can you imagine if they were actually winning and they gave if all three teams were actually winning and they gave us all this? If the Mets have a bad season with this 280, you don't even know what's going to happen. Terry <laughs> uh, uh, Collins uh, is going to get hate tweets and he's not even the manager not anymore. Not even the manager anymore. I'm going to blame him for shit. I'm going to blame him for bringing in Willie Peralta when he's not even here. <laughs> all right, guys. Catch you next week and have a good one. Thanks, guys. See you guys next week. Shot, 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 shot.